Sherlock here for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio, anywhere on the internet, WFPR.FM, and here in the local Franklin Mass area dial at 102.9 here on the winter solstice. Jamie, happy winter solstice. The winter solstice edition. We love it. And it's Absolutely. nice and sunny. It's a new it one. freezing this morning. Freezing. Freezing, uh, yes. But the sun makes it feel better and uh, big exhale couple days before the uh holidays for a couple of long weekends here uh hopefully uh everybody gets a chance to recharge a little bit and maybe instead of doing more than we always want maybe this year i think my theme is going to be to try to keep it simple um to try to keep uh, as much rest and relaxation i'm sure we'll talk about it steve but it's been uh awfully uh difficult week uh here in town obviously yeah, it has. It's certainly one of the topics. And I apologize too in my quick intro. I've, for those who recognize the voice, I'm sure they know you. But for those who may not, this is our oh. founder administrator, Jimmy Helen. And this is our <laughs> winter solstice special edition of Talk Franklin. Talk Franklin. So, yeah, having recently seen uh, Hamilton again, um, mm. there's a line in there talk less, smile more. Mm. Maybe we could repurpose that to, you know, like do less <laughs> yeah. and do the right things. <laughs> You're capturing me at an overwhelming moment. But this, um, not an emotion of last week, <clears throat> which is enough. Um, yeah, as we talked yesterday but, at the senior center, for sure. Yeah, the, the tragedy that occurred last week and the community response has been heartening on the one hand, but oh, yeah. tragic on the other. It's just oh, devastating, especially at this time, time of year. Yeah. It's, I mean, the, um, the whole situation is not, it's not even worth for our listeners really going through. I think everybody's familiar. Um, yeah. If, There's plenty of other but, more, but, more, more reputable sources for that info. <laughs> and it's going to take a long time for everybody individual to figure out how they move forward from, I think the, frustrations of this in terms of the preventableness, mm -hmm. the complicated legal web uh, that deals with restraining orders, um, which I'm sincerely hopeful that our legislative delegation has their eye on uh, what might improve um, all the way down to the reality of um, uh, the kids and the, the family and, mm -hmm. and um and the dynamics of just how gruesome and horrific the incident was is hard to continually. It's even hard, um, you know, being somewhat in the communication scheme of all this last Friday. Right. Um, it's just hard to continue to think about. Yeah. Um, and one thing I don't like from those media sources is the constant reiteration of the same information with new stories every day. And I understand that's the way journalism works these days. I get it, but mainstream media for everybody, it, you know, basically is like impossible for me to not break out in tears every single time I read a tweet or an Instagram post, or I see another photo. Yeah. Um, Cause you're just reeling with the community at the reality of, of, of what happened. And um you know, there'll be more appropriate days, but you mentioned it. I mean, obviously, the financial assistance, most importantly, through GoFundMe, has uh, been a transcendent experience to see how much um, people still really care about their town. Yes. Um, we're hearing all the negativity all the time, but the real reality and the proof in the pudding is, is that this community still cares about their community. And they still care about one another in their community. What we need to find out are 
on the day-to-day ways we we argue how do we how do we inject this same mm-hmm. type of compassion and thought and care with everybody yeah. and how we respect everybody's opinions on every issue town state local national global pick so, anyone inter- intergalactic pick anyone know, what, pick anyone how do we walk away and say okay we had a debate <laughs> and we're going to go home and, and still enjoy our life and still smile um and you see the response from the police and the fire department um, um, and the building commissioner and the superintendent of schools mm-hmm. and the teachers, my office, um, you know, Julie, Lily, Mark, um, everybody, um, you know, the, the, the things to be thankful and proud of are, are the, the response of everybody um, to, to try to help in any way they can. Um, uh, just to tell a quick story, um, you know, this week, um, somebody had called me on set Sunday morning early uh, in desperation that they, um, where some of the relatives and the kids and the grandmother were staying was near their house and there was no bucket truck to be able to decorate the trees in the front yard with Christmas lights and some other things. Mm. And, um, and it was Sunday morning. I was kind of eating some mid-morning snack and I right. still having a cup of coffee. And he said, well, the DPW truck and the fire truck are actually in the shop right now. Um, Cause we had just went to put the evergreen center wreath up on the municipal building. And so I, I said, I know those aren't there, but if you call signs by cam and you call cam, give it a shot. He's got a bucket truck. And I know mm-hmm. that man has a heart of gold and I bet you he'll, he'll be willing to work something out with you. And 40, 40 minutes later, I go back to drinking my coffee and, and, and doing a few things around the house on Sunday morning. And I get a text message. The cams truck is already still out, is already out there doing the, doing the job. Yeah. Those little things, um, uh, in addition to the 300,000 plus, plus, I'm, uh, I'm sure to eclipse 350 and it'll keep on going. Uh, the financial assistance, the support, all that stuff in the big ways, um, you know, in terms of our town services as well and the staff um, are just flooding the community right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I guess if there's, um, you know, some things to to be said about that, I think if we look at the global level, at least we know we still have a community. And so I think that, um, you know, I think we're all going to be taking some weeks and months ahead to, still kind of wrap our arms around and heads around all of this. It's, it was just an incredibly terrible week for that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think it gives us, at least from my perspective, two opportunities to kind of segue into what we talk, what we use time here to talk about regularly is, you know, that life is not perfect. Certainly the world and government operations, any aspect, it's not perfect, but we are working towards that more perfect union. And if we can come together, as in this case, no holds barred, just anybody, all hands on deck, everybody responded to the way they could, things would be so much easier when we would tackle the other governmental problems. Because clearly the problems are out there, whether it's business functions or process issues. I mean, everything needs to be addressed and can be addressed if people have the right discourse and we've talked here where the civil discourse we can't have today because people are so divided and yet that was the heartening thing 
as many yeah. people as gathered on Sunday night. That was calm, respectful, yep. quiet, overwhelming. Yeah, but it was overwhelming in a good sense too. So, if we I think put because that kind of, of energy into what we have ahead of us, we can yeah. do things. That's all yeah. we need is that energy in the right way. Yeah, and it it um, you know, I I talk about it with a lot of uh, residents all the time about all the good things that are going on all the time. And it just feels like at times more globally, I think, you know, around um, it's not just here. It's just, mm-hmm. we're so addicted as a society to the negativity, the drama, the gossip, the sensationalism. Um, and, um, you know, I told you before I'm, I'm over six years sober <laughs> from TV news Mm-hmm. Um, TV analysis, sports analysis, sports opinions, TV opinions. This is entertainment. Um, I get it's the role in the world. I'm not begrudging anybody for doing yeah. one or the other, but I had to try to figure out some way that I was going to be better. Um, not on a moral stance of like trying to say, oh, I'm not going to watch all this stuff, but from a mental health standpoint of that's the key, not having my gut inflamed all the time with every shock value incident. Right. And we're humans. I mean, there's things that are going to happen. It ain't going to be a light switch next week Mm -hmm. or last week, or there's no day which we're all going to get what we want. Um, We're all stuck in this together. And, um, and I agree with you, Steve. I I think that, um, I think that, um, you know, I'm not shocked by any means of the response from our public officials. And, um, and I'm not shocked at the community response, the regional response and, and that much further beyond. I think everybody has a story to their six degrees from Kevin Bacon of, mm. of a domestic violence incident. You know, I think all of us are in that boat. And, um, you know, I think that, um, you know, what, uh, I had said yesterday to the Metro West Daily News is I hope sincerely that our lawmakers um, see this as a moment to do something very, very strong and positive in memory of Shirley and, uh, and her family mm-hmm. um, so that um, not only do they walk away with a, at least some sort of a, a holiday Christmas and in and, uh, and a new year and, and hopefully a college education and whatever uh, dreams they want to aspire to, but, but also to look in the face of how many disappointments we've had nationally on issues that have affected people like gun violence mm-hmm. and seeing nothing happen. Right. Um, yep. You know, on the pandemic, you know, seeing uh, politics a lot of times being played with all of this. And, um, you know, I went up to Jeff afterwards and, at least told them that I, I, I knew I didn't have to write him an email uh, to encourage him and to push him forward mm-hmm. and say, we need to do something about restraining orders, buddy. Um, the history here clearly shows that there is a significant problem and, and it's only unearthing it from a lot of the people that I've talked to a lot in the last uh, week mm-hmm. um, about the challenges. You know, if you're a okay. single mom, getting into the day after work every year to go to court. If you're on a fixed, even upper, I'm sorry, even an upper middle-class income, I'm sorry, you know, to, to pay another five grand in legal costs 
to go back to court every couple of years or whatever the decree is for somebody to be able to say that their kids called them uh, and, and kind of get a pass. Um, I mean, this is just, this is just completely nonsense. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of this stuff has to change. And as I was saying the other night to some folks, you know, GPS bra- bracelets. I, I mean, we, we do everything else with alerts. Mm-hmm. You know, our cannabis facilities in town by state law have a direct wire feed. They are like Fort Knox. These and th- you, you've Absolutely. been in. You, they yeah. are so secure. Okay. And there's a direct feed to the police. There's no crimes on these facilities at all. Yet we've got direct feeds and cameras everywhere around cannabis facilities. But we couldn't find a way to alert the police when somebody like this is within 500 feet of of a. It's just. I know. I, yeah. I just. I, I have to, I have to be left with some faith in, in Representative Roy and Senator Roush and Senator Spilka mm-hmm. and our governor that, that, you know, this isn't something we need to debate much more No, and our attorney general. Yeah. I mean, if they can't get something done on this, I, I feel, I, I just can't <clears throat> imagine. I can't imagine them not improving the statutes on these issues um, when you started looking back at the records. And so, um, you know, it's, 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 uh, there's a lot still to be done relative to the issue of DV. Um, and as you note, Steve, I think I've noted before, I mean, oftentimes this is a problem that you see in a lot of communities that are, are upper middle class and that are more affluent than others. Um, when you get into the issues of money, um, there's no, things, there's no income there. liminar, there's no, uh, you know, town boundaries it crosses humanity uh crosses humanity it's out there um we'll plug uh and i've shared elsewhere but we'll plug while we're at it uh health director Kathy liberty interviewed uh marcia samansky from new hope and that was the december episode of her new podcast the topic so it certainly is being addressed but has it been obviously the work still needs to be done we know there are gaps Hopefully this will now bring the attention to it. So the gap will get resolved and then we can work on to the next one. But uh, to reinforce the point I made earlier, we need that through civil discourse. We can't demean somebody and fault somebody for not doing it. Let's just put that aside. Let's figure out how we can do it and get. It's so bad, Steve. And it's so bad statewide. Our lack of civil discourse, Mm -hmm. the executive director from the mass municipal waste, Municipal Association, Jeff Beckwith, wrote an entire column mm-hmm. on this in the November edition of the Beacon, the, 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 the monthly trade right. uh, organization on municipal affairs, the de facto group, because of the city elections that were going on and how bad they were getting, including yeah. here in Franklin. Including and I him. even went out, and you can't really fully see it, reclaiming civility in the public square. Ten rules that work. Ooh. It's so bad. I went out and bought the uh, one of the um, dominant uh, texts on reclaiming civility, and so that I could have any possible tool that I could have to help Mm -hmm. anybody who's in the position that we're in. Um, And um, I, I think it's beyond just public officials. It's, it's just us. It I, I, yeah. I honestly, yeah. I say this to people all the time. We have such an 
we have such a hard time right now at just stepping away. Okay. There are problems in town that people have come to me with that I fully respect are emotionally charged Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, but our police and our paramedics and our staff and our superintendent are, are incapable of solving all of these community arguments or national arguments locally, however you want to phrase it, at our innate ability to just be able to say, wait a minute, I'm going to take a breath. Do we need to actually solve this problem? Yeah. Yeah. Do we need to just say, you know, we're going to agree to disagree. I mean, the, mm-hmm. it's in the, it's in the, the metaphor. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to agree <laughs> that we are going to disagree. Yeah. And the agreeing, I think part of the, the part of that statement that's healing is, is actually that you are disagreeing on a substantial issue, mm. but you're agreeing. And so you still leave a debate agreeing on something, yeah. which is still mentally softening and supportive when you really think about it. And and we've turned awfully difficult and sometimes violent at, at how much we just can't seem to lend an olive branch in the opposite direction or simply just, just walk away. Yeah. Yeah. So emotions don't solve problems. I think those of us that recognize that can, in most cases, agree at least to, okay, take mm-hmm. the moment, step back. What is the problem we're truly trying to solve? And yeah, maybe some. Or if can, we're trying to solve a problem. If we're trying to solve a problem, right? And if the we might just be talking, right. right, right. But step aside from the emotions, get at the problem, and maybe there's a problem. Maybe it has a resolution, and maybe it's not immediate. But let's work together to get towards that, or at least have this more civil conversation and walk away. You know, emotions are just going to escalate, and you, you you corner a cat in a corner, then you know, what's going to happen? Bad things. So yeah, let's, let's take the high road where we can. Or just, you know, or just agree that we're going to all drive on the same road for a while. I mean, it's just, you know, um, the fragmentation, the the stories of relationships hurt, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, the level of anxiety, um, the um, friction, the the judgmentalness, Mm -hmm. Uh, is reaching a level at times in particular that like I, even in my middle-aged life, you know, I have a hard time digging to the level of the depth of judgmentalness that at times is, is out there. I mean, we, we're all forgetting one thing that we can agree on too, is that one thing that we certainly love about America, no matter where you are on the political spectrum or where you stand, even on any issue Mm. of freedom right part of the heart of actually feeling free and liberated is the ability to be who you are and do whatever you think is right within a very narrow confinement of the law um and you know somebody may dress a certain way somebody may dress another way generations are going to change their priorities Mm -hmm. you know some people look up and and complain about uh, older generations. Some people complain about younger ones, this, that, and the other thing. It's a, 
And at the end of the day, where's that all getting us? I mean, ultimately yeah. we're all actually behave, you know, behaving kind of a similar way. And I think it takes incredible discipline and strength and courage to say, no, I'm just, I'm just not going to go there. I think yeah. I'm just going to yes. walk away. I'm just going to not, I'm going to do less social media. Mm-hmm. I'm going to less watch less television. Right. I'm going to watch less television news. I'm going to watch, um, I'm going to say hi to people when I walk down the street. I'm going to hold the door when I see an opportunity. Yeah, I, I, I think I've learned in my still useful years. It's just, it's often not times the big policy. It's just sometimes just the simple things that, mm-hmm. that make a huge difference in a day-to-day life of making people all feel more connected and better. Yeah. Starting um, with respect for the other, because then there really is no other when we come to it. We start finding the common ground. I mean, we've talked here and i'm sure you've had conversations with others it's like a new person and all of a sudden you start talking and then you realize oh yeah i did that oh yeah you do that oh yeah i like that there is so much commonality and i think even in when you get into the dna the differences amongst us are less than a half a percent if not multiple decimals of a half a percent so yeah we need to get to that and i'm heartened that we do take some opportunities to do so, but we've got significant challenges still ahead of us, beginning with the pandemic, beginning with our individual health. And then all of that needs to be the basis for which we can conduct business. And oh, by the way, that's what we're supposed to be doing, right? In order to live a life, in order to service the, provide the government services, we need to live. So we need to live. And, and, and I, in speaking of that, um, you know, we've got an exciting year coming up. Um, you know, I think overall, I mean, looking back and reflecting like a lot do from November to December, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's an awful lot of exhausting challenges out there. And, um, but, you know, I'm, I'm so, you know, I'm so honored and, and just so flabbergasted at the, you know, a year ago, we were frantically running around shoving people out of the way for vaccines. Mm-hmm. Eight, 10 months ago. Now we're talking about boosters and um, we hit the 5 million mark of vaccinated in Massachusetts recently, which is an overwhelming percentage of the, of the state. Um, you know, we were able to um, do our first Community Preservation Act project. We've done a lot of facilities improvements, you know, despite the challenging year at the schools, the graduation rate was very high. Kids seem to be getting a lot of scholarships and a lot of great Mm-hmm. athletic and academic achievements, mm-hmm. uh, including some arts achievements with the music program. And yep. um, I, I think, think this I is, this, this is kind of the piece that we were just talking about is that there are just so many good things happening in, yeah. in a community like this, the MassWorks grant last week with the six years of, of just incredibly hard work to get Netta up and going to get the 206 Grove Street great economic development projects, UPS, yeah, the UPS uh, two and a half million dollars up there this week. I went by. <laughs> it signs up there now that yep, yeah, yep. right now that we have the money and mm-hmm. having Lieutenant Governor come and just having that presence and and support and um, we get a great legislative delegation that works together with us and them and um, we've got a great DPW an incredible amount of public safety retirements this year, but incredible mm. talent and college educated kids beneath them, including a bunch of Franklin kids we've put through the academies and 
you know, I could go on and on. I mean, we had our first shift this year at the police department of a majority women. We had our first mm-hmm. promotion in the fire department, Lori right. Roy, who got her tremendous article in the paper is well-deserved. I mean, I could mm-hmm. go on down the list right. about how, how incredible our teachers and, and, and superintendent's office and just on down the list at how mm-hmm. blessed we are to have people we have in town and, and, um, and the projects that are going on. Um, and uh, looking forward, you know, uh, we just had a meeting actually on borrowing and water mains and stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's just Beaver, Beaver Street's going to Beaver come Street back. Interceptor. Mm-hmm. And that's the SRF this year. And, sure. and when the goals come out on January 5th, you know, for the town council in, in, in May, you know, there's going to be a lot of great value added projects over the next two years that we're going to keep steaming away at. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if we really take a breath and take a step back, we understand there's some hardship in town. Um, but I think if we also take that breath and take a step back, I think we also realize we should be really, very really fortunate, all of us in the community, for what we do have, too. Mm-hmm. And what we do have is some really great people. Um, and, uh, you know, you have a hell of a community. And, um, and, you know, those are things to all be really grateful and thankful for, you know, and I hope that people that are listening out there, you know, when we wake up in the new year, 2022, can't believe that, 2022, um, say that a lot of times over, um, you know, it's a great moment as though I'm not very superstitious and really into resolutions, but, you know, it might be a really good moment. I think I'll be succumbing myself and hoping and praying a little bit that um, that uh, as we hit winter in January and February and we get going into next year, um, you know, hopefully there's some greater civility. Hopefully there's some greater unity and, um, and hopefully, uh, you know, love will win on those things. Mm-hmm. And um, we can start 2022 off like we had started 2020 off <laughs> yeah, and said, uh, you know, Hey, we're ready for a great year. 2020. It's going to be really cool. Mm-hmm. Right. It's 2020. We've all been right. waiting for 2020. Yep. Yep. And, um, it's been, uh, and hopefully we'll get some, uh, some good stuff going. Yeah. Funny you mentioned the beginning of the 2020 because yeah, at one point in time, that was our planning cycle. We were going to do these lives. Uh, we ended up doing one live <laughs> broadcast from the budget hearing on the high school field during the pandemic in that June period of 2020. Uh, we've done a couple of other recordings in person live, but we still haven't been regularly live. And after the pandemic or maybe sometime in the future, we will actually do that. But uh, the more important point, I think, is that we, we are continuing to talk and I think people can learn from us, not that we're perfect. <laughs> Neither of us are, but we're continuing to evolve, continue to adapt, continuing to adjust our schedules and having a conversation, trying to share at least the behind the scenes to, to your point, the uh, social media and the headlines. We, we don't need the headlines. We need to get into the details behind. And I think that's what we try to do here. One of the things that I want to try to do more of next year sort of a resolution, but I don't 
buy into that as, as well either, um, is to find more of that common ground as we've been talking about. Um, I've been fortunate having retired that while I'd always been following the money, I've looked to get into the other aspects of, okay, what does the life give us? What are, what are the benefits that, that following the money does? What's the community valuation? So talking with Kathy Liberty, talking with business people, uh, even the recent conversation with our athletic director, Tom Angela, who in itself is a unique story and also coming to an end of his term at the end of this year as he retires. And now there's going to be another opportunity for shoes to fill there. But as an aspect of an example of while well, we were talking about the kind of things together, the, how the community has developed to produce the f- three or four athletic teams that made it to the final four in different sports in the same season. No other community in the state had done that. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. us here in Franklin. So there is a lot of goodness. And it's at that, you know, from the youth sports level, through the recreation, through the schools, through the community, the parents helping, Library. The booster yeah. clubs. It, it's an incredible story just to have. We have to think like that, though. And that's, I think, the challenge. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that we, you, it's, it's hard work. It is. To think positive. The, but it's a choice. That's it, the it's a, it is, we have it to is make a choice. choice. It is a choice. And, yeah. you know, and, uh, and uh, um, not only to think positive, it takes discipline. It takes choosing that route. It takes discipline. It takes hard work. Yep. It takes repetition. It takes muscle memory. Um, uh, and, and also it, it, it really does address what the people that want to cause disruption want the least. They don't want people to think positive. They, mm-hmm. they, there's money to be made off negativity. There's right. a lot of, it's a billion dollar industry to be negative. Mm-hmm. And it's a billion dollar industry industry to be exploitive. It's a billion dollar industry to, um, to create uh, chaos and confusion and disruption. Um, and it's getting bigger. And, um, and, and I think that a heartwarming part of last week was to see that, um, you know, despite all of that incredible tragedy and difficulty, uh, people rose up way above all that mm-hmm. and uh, it stood for something a little different. And um, it's going to be awfully difficult. I think that, uh, again, now that the, um, you know, we're uh, a year past the national election and a little bit more than that and heading into a new year. Hopefully there'll be a little bit of a rebirth for everybody to continue to grow. So uh, hopefully there's exciting times ahead. I know there's a lot of great stuff going on here in the town Mm -hmm. (laughs) as well as the schools. Um, And so we'll look forward to it. Yeah. And for those obviously listening, thank you for listening. Stay tuned. We'll come back with more. Um, As you all enter the holidays, hopefully you'll follow at least the lead that's been recommended and I'm going to follow, I'm going to mask where I need to. Um, Haven't been fully vaccinated and the family will still do some protocols. We will get together, but I think almost all of us are fully vaccinated at this point and boosted where we can be. But we also have some youngsters, you know, less than two. So we have to be careful because they're not protected at this point. So we need to do what we can to protect them. 
uh, for the family continues. So I hope everybody else does what they need to do to manage because um, the numbers haven't been going in the right direction. And that's, that's one of the other two takeaways that we'll need to address at some point or society needs to address, you know, the understanding of science, the virus will grow, will morph, will mutate. That's the way it does it. And the second part is the numbers, you know, the numbers, when they start going exponential, they can get up there rather quickly. The quick story there is, you know, a penny doubled takes only 28 days to get to a million dollars. Right. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's the constant debate of trying to learn with with this. On the one hand, I see mm-hmm. the governor's. Um, you know, the governor has it right in a lot of ways. I, I, as much as I hate to admit it, um, if we ever truly want to be in a, from a, from whatever perspective you look at it, from a, from a, our society, def, our society depends on a rhythm occurring where things flow freely right? and we can access convenience and things that we just want when we want them. Yeah. And that's from a residential perspective. That's from a uh, parental perspective. I think, I think that's from a business sense. Business certainly. However you want to look at, you really want a very, a very rhythmic society to to carry forward. Mm -hmm. And the starts and stops don't help. Um, And they hurt. Throws it a loop. Uncertainty and the, fear and, and impact. And mm-hmm. I think where the governor has it right is that he he's trying to say, look, we've got to live with all this forever. If we're ever going to get into a rhythm, we've got to learn to cope and live with this, whether yeah. it's a quarantine or someone's a close contact, or you got a call from another state, or you mm-hmm. should you do a vacation or should you not? And um, should you go somewhere else, you know, and all these different things. Right. And, yep. and, I stand with him on his principle, you know, on that, because if we keep on buckling away, we're, we're just delaying the inevitable consistency that we need to get back to a mental place of a rhythm that we all feel like we really want. Mm-hmm. Even if we know, even if that's not what we think we want, right. Somebody just saying, I want to raise, you know, or I want to have less traffic or I want to just drop my kids, you know, whatever the dynamic is, but really that's, the flow of society. And that's when the great things happen. And I think um, on the flip side, I look at the numbers, like you're saying, and, and I look at the, the timing of where we're at and I say, geez, you know, for a few weeks, we try to button things up a little bit. And would that help? Probably would, wouldn't it? Um, I think we're, you know, unfortunately, seeing the hospitalizations and the deaths uh, ticking up as well. Um, I think we've learned that even if you're vaccinated, you can still give out the virus if you don't have any symptoms. Mm-hmm. That's even yep. more obvious yep. with Omicron. Although somebody asked me yesterday, they said, do you know what the what, how, where Omicron is and Delta? And I said, you know, this isn't a pie chart where we get to split up evenly. I know exactly how many were Deltas, how many right. Omicrons, right. how many regular COVIDs. At the end of the day, while there's different variables with each one, it's still people getting sick, sending a virus to somebody else who may already be, you know, and mm-hmm. 
And so I think to myself, you know, we probably need to try to do something for a, a little while. Um, so we'll see how the days and weeks go above here, but, um, you know, um, yes. Yes. there's tough decisions to make. I mean, it's, it, there are there tough are. decisions to make. Yeah. I think um, to your point, um, the evidence clearly shows that vaccinations uh, work and the evidence clearly shows that um, in, in, especially in high uh, volume areas, like a restaurant or whatever, yep. or a show like Mayor Wu did the other day with, uh, for ball games, uh, basketball games and, and, and um, indoor, games, indoor gatherings, indoor yeah. gatherings, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a smart play to wear a mask for a few hours. It's not yeah. the end of the world. Nope. Um, it shouldn't be that hard. Um, I don't like them as much as everybody else doesn't like them. And I don't want to wear these things for the rest of my life uh, at all. I don't ever want to wear one again. Um, you know, but you have to look at the situations we're in. And I think mm-hmm. we all thought we'd be out of this by now, but right. unfortunately not. No, no. So I think we've beat enough around the bushes there. That um... Hopefully the listeners are still there. <laughs> and if they haven't dialed away, Okay, we'll be grappling soon. Yeah. <laughs> if they have dialed away, well, you won't hear our greetings and uh, uh, ask, action to come back next time for yeah. more because we will talk more, Franklin. And 2022 is certainly going to have a lot of opportunities for us between town goals, schools got some decisions to make, uh, CPA has some decisions to make, and we all have some decisions to make as we discussed in terms of treating each other with respect so we can have a civil discussion about this going forward. So thank you for your time, Jamie. Steve, I'm very grateful and I mean it. It's a lot of fun to do these and uh, I'm very uh, appreciative of um, hanging out with you every few weeks doing these and I hope all the listeners out there enjoy some of them. Sorry for the freeform, you know, rambling here today, but, um, you know, hopefully some of it was interesting and, you know, it, it's it, there shouldn't be anything too small than to be grateful of a, a good collegiate relationship and mm-hmm. having some fun here on um, and talk Franklin. So I appreciate it. Happy, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year to everybody. Hope everybody has a few days off and sleeps in <laughs> if possible. Yep, get some um, recovery. Um, you know, and uh, get some recovery, and uh, we'll see everybody in 2022. Indeed. Thank you. And we do this, as I've said, because Franklin matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.